You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Teach Me the Bible podcast. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm here with Dr. David Klingler. Um, and we are walking through the book of Galatians, uh, chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. We've we've done one, uh, two, and three, and we're going to pick it up in uh, chapter four today. I want to encourage you to head on over to our website, teachmethebible.com, and, and check out some of our other resources that we have. It's, it's an ever-growing resource uh, or database, so to speak, of of uh, <clears throat> different books of the Bible that you can uh, jump in and go through chapter by chapter, or even the whole story of the Bible in a year we got over there. So uh, go check that out. But today we're going to pick up in, in Galatians 4, and we're going to keep going through till the end. So uh, let's let's give it a shot. Yeah, so, so chapter 4, um, as we point out so often, uh, these chapters, these verses are totally arbitrary. They they. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't in the original. Paul didn't write chapters and verses. He wrote a letter. Uh, and so he's moving through chapter three. He's making a point that, that, um, uh, that, that the law doesn't save. The law doesn't give eternal life. Right. Um, but to only the, uh, the heir, Abraham's offspring, have eternal life. And, and, and that's the point that he finished uh, last week when we were uh, in chapter three, verse 29. Uh, and if you belong to Christ, talking to these Gentile believers, if y'all, and remember the pronouns are always important, belong to Christ, then y'all are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. And now he's going to explain it. Often, uh, Paul will, sometimes Paul explains it and then says, therefore. Right. Sometimes he introduces it and then explains it. Well, that's what he's doing here. He has introduced this statement, uh, and now he's going to to explain what he means. Now, remember the 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 the, the immediate context that he has explained that uh, that the law doesn't bring eternal life. Uh, that uh, um, that if a law had been given which was able to impart life, eternal life, then righteousness would be based on the law, but it's not. But the Scripture has shut up all men, all mm-hmm. uh, including the the uh, the Jews. Uh, that the promise of life in Christ Jesus might be given to those who believe. And then he explains that before the object of faith came, before Christ came, we, the Jews, were shut up, uh, kept in custody under the law, being shut up to the to the faith, which was later to be revealed. Therefore, the law has become a tutor to lead us to Christ. Yes. And so he's he's building all of this to chapter four. Now, chapter four, uh, if you understand one through three, chapter four makes sense. If you don't understand one through three, uh, then, then you have to figure out what's going on in chapter four. Um, and of course, chapter four leads to the statement in 5.1, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not again be subject to the yoke of slavery. So he's going to explain what he's talking about with this slavery, heirs, and all that. So that's going to be what he's doing here in chapter chapter four. So he begins, now I say then, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he's the owner of everything. Now, what's he talking about here? Well, he's talking about Israel was was given the promises. They were the heirs. Uh, but when they were held under custody, that's how he has said it earlier in chapter <clears throat> chapter three, um, uh, as long as they're, uh, the, the heir is a child, he does not uh, 
different all from the slave, although he's the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by the father. So also we, while we were children, were held in bondage under elemental things of the world. But when the fullness of time came, God sent for this son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive adoption of sons. Now, again, keep the keep the pronouns separate, right? right. And, and so when he uh, when, when he says uh, uh, that uh, while we were children, um, he's going to have a different category. Remember, there's Jews and Gentiles, uh, and um, uh, and 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 so um, you know he's got the Jews who are the heir, the Gentile who is the slave, and he's going to explain how the slave is no longer the slave. And the son is now an heir, right. but they are now not slaves, but heirs through Christ. And right. so when the fullness of time came. So he's talking about the Jews in order that, that he, uh, God, might redeem those who were under the law, the, the, the Jews who were under the law, that we might receive adoption of sons. Mm-hmm. And because y'all are sons. Well, how did the, how did the Gentiles become sons? Right. He's going to explain it. God has sent forth his son. Uh, the spirit of his son, into uh, our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir mm-hmm. through God. However, at that time, when y'all did not know God, y'all were slaves to those things which were by nature no gods. But now you have come to know God, or rather be known by God, how is it that you turn back to weak and worthless and elemental things in which you desire to be enslaved all over again? It's a different kind of slavery. Yeah. Right? They were enslaved with, um, you Gentile know, following things. false gods. Yeah, right. But now they're going to be enslaved by following uh, the things of the, of the Jews. He says, you observe days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you, for perhaps I've labored in vain. I beg of you, brethren, become as I am, for I have become as you are. Now, this is a really important little turnabout that he that he does here. Yes. How has Paul become as the Gentiles? Now, remember, Paul was a was a law keeper. He was a Pharisee. Uh, he was hostile towards the church, hostile towards the faith. Um, but he came to faith in Christ and received the Spirit through faith, just as the Gentiles did. Um, now the Gentiles want to become become as he was a, a mm-hmm. lawkeeper. Right. What, what are you doing? I became as you. Right. You know what, what, what are you doing? You know. Uh, so so uh, you know what you know. Um, I beg of you, brethren, become as I am, for I became as you are. Mm-hmm. I was over there where you now desire to be. What are you doing? You're right. You have done me no wrong, but you know that it was because of, and here is a, in yeah, my estimation, a train issue. wreck right. of a translation, uh, that they translate this bodily illness. This is New American Standard bodily illness. It was because of bodily illness, but literally it is the weakness of the flesh. I came to you because of a, uh, the weakness of the flesh that I preached to you the gospel the first time. Now, um, before... Paul's salvation, he would have said uh, that he's saved because he's a Jew, because he's a lawkeeper. Uh, he is saved in the flesh. And this has been the whole argument, right? This is the only thing I want to know from you. Uh, did, did you receive the law, uh, receive the Spirit by works of the law, or by hearing through faith? Are you so mm-hmm. foolish then, having begun by the Spirit, are you being perfected by the flesh? I, I didn't come to you uh, preaching a gospel saying that 
justification, eternal life comes through the flesh, comes through law-keeping, comes through circumcision. I came to you proclaiming a gospel uh, that the flesh was weak and unable to save, and right. you you received me uh, as an angel. Um, and that which was a trial, uh, and that which was a trial to you in my weakness of the flesh, you did not despise or loathe, but you received me as an angel of God. <clears throat> Where then is the sense of blessing you had? For I bear witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your eyes and uh, given them to me. Having I therefore become your enemy by telling you the truth? Now, this whole debate about bodily illness, let's talk about this for just a mm-hmm. second. It, it, cha- it totally changes the subject. It, it makes it into, well, what, you know, was it, a, did he have an eye problem? He may have had an eye problem. Look, he says, you would have plucked out uh, your eyes. Uh, you know, another uh, uh, passages, another, you know, he says, see what large letters. Well, see, so he has, I'm writing this with my own hand. Apparently he couldn't see. He was writing with big letters. It must be his eyes. Others come up with different bodily illnesses that they uh, that they speculate that Paul might have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that makes those two verses useless to the what right. he's saying in the letter. Totally separate. It, it, yeah. it has nothing to do. And now a commercial about bodily illness. No, uh, he's explaining. He, he's still on task. He's still explaining the argument. Um, Therefore, have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? Now, what does he mean by that? Well. He came to them preaching the gospel of uh, salvation, receiving the Spirit through faith. Uh, they want to go back to law-keeping. Now they view him as their enemy because they want to do law-keeping. Law he's saying, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? So he came uh, not preaching law-keeping. I didn't come they, to you preaching law-keeping. Yeah, and they accepted him. Yeah, that's right. With, you know, fully, and now they're changing their minds. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yep. Uh, they they <clears throat> eagerly seek you. Now, um, who is this this they group, right? Mm-hmm. They equally, uh, eagerly seek you, but not commend, uh, uh, commendably, but they wish to shut you out in order that uh, you may seek them. What's he talking about? Well, it's um, already happened. In uh, in chapter six, uh, this is uh, and we talked about this in the introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, there are three groups at play here in this book of Galatians. There's the unbelieving Jews. There's the believing. Jews, and there's the believing Gentiles. And you see these three groups in chapter 6, verse 12. Those who desire to make a good showing in the flesh try to compel y'all to be circumcised simply so that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. Mm -hmm. So these Jewish believers are trying to get the Jewish unbelievers to be circumcised so that the Jewish unbelievers uh, won't persecute them, right? right? So the Jewish believers are trying to get the Gentile believers, i make sure I said that right, mm-hmm. the, the Jewish believers are trying to get the Gentile believers to be circumcised so that the Jewish believers aren't persecuted by the Jewish unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Why are you hanging out with Jews? What are you doing? Right. Uh, and this is the exact same thing that happened back in chapter 2 when with Peter, Peter. Yeah. Uh, with the Jews came to Peter, which is why he told that uh, that story. Uh, and so they eagerly seek you. They, 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 they seek you, but not, but not for good. Mm-hmm. And this is going to come back in chapter six, so we'll, we'll come back to this chapter four discussion mm-hmm. when we get to chapter six. Right. Um, but they wish to shut you out, shut you out from the faith, in order that you might seek them, the the those who are preaching mm-hmm. circumcision and law keeping. In other words, they're trying to get back in, and they're going to try to let them back in through circumcision. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So, so they 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 want these Jewish unbelievers want the Gentiles to seek them. Yep. 
for circumcision and law keeping. And and what that would do would exclude them from life. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would cut them off uh, from eternal life. Uh, uh, He's going to say in chapter 5, you go down this trail, you who receive circumcision, Christ is of no benefit to you. Mm. Uh, You have been severed from Christ. Mm. You are seeking to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. You have been cut off from the grace of God because you're trying to seek righteousness and eternal life through law-keeping. And so he continues, it's a good, uh, it's good always to be eagerly sought in a good manner, not only when I'm present with you. Uh, my children, with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed you, I wish that I, uh, to be present with you, to change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, do you not listen to it? For it's written that Abraham had two sons, one of the bondwoman and one of the free woman, one of the slave woman, let's, let's keep the language consistent, right. slave and heir, and one of the free woman. Uh, but the son of the bondwoman was according to the flesh. Now, what's he talking about here? This is this goes back to Genesis chapter 16. Um, Abraham uh, and Sarah, uh, and Sarah can't have children, and so they come up with this plan for Hagar, Abraham, to to have a child with Hagar. That's Abraham's child according to the flesh, but it's not Abraham's child according to the promise. Right. According to the promise, that one would have to come through Sarah. And this is what he's he's uh, he's getting at here. The son of the bondwoman, that would be Hagar, was born according to the flesh. Uh, but the son of the free woman, that would be Sarah, was born through the, through the, through the promise. This is allegorically speaking. For these are two covenants. One, from Mount Sinai, bearing children who are to be slaves. She's Hagar. And now this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem. For she is in slavery with her children. Uh, they think that they're justified by the flesh, that mm-hmm. uh, that Abraham had a son according to the flesh, and then he pleads the case for the son according to the flesh. Uh, no, you're not a son according to the flesh, you're son according to the promise. Uh, and this is his point. But the Jerusalem above is free. She is our mother. Uh, the Jerusalem above, the, uh, the, the, not the Jerusalem below. The Jer- Jerusalem below, the current day Jerusalem, uh, is running on circumcision and law keeping, and they're cut off from the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Jerusalem from above, which is coming down, uh, that is the one that's uh, according to the promise. For it is written, Rejoice, barren woman, who does not bear, Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of uh, who has uh, the one who has a husband. Um, um, more are the children, the sons of her who is desolate. In other words, Israel rejects the gospel, goes to the Gentiles. The Gentiles are believing, uh, and so during the time of Israel's rebellion. Uh, more sons are being produced mm-hmm. than during the times when she was wed right. to a husband. And so Paul continues, and y'all, Gentiles, like Isaac, are children of promise. Mm. But as at the, 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 that time, he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit. So it also is now. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, Ishmael, Ishmael persecuted Isaac, right? And, and so nothing's changed. The, the the child of the bondwoman, the child of the promise, nothing's changed. But what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bond bondwoman shall not be an heir 
with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of a bond woman, but of the free woman. Now, why does he go back to the we? Because he's making the point that he, Paul, is on the right side of this. Right. We are children of the free woman, not children of the bond woman. We're children of the uh, of faith and of the spirit, not children of the flesh. And so also are you, because you are sons. You right. are now children of Abraham as well. And so this illustration that he's using um, in chapter uh, chapter 4 makes the point uh, that he is introduced at the end of chapter uh, chapter 3, and it sets the stage for what he's going to say in chapter 5. And so next time in chapter 5, uh, this is really at the core. Chapter 5 is really the core of Paul's discussion. Uh, if you understand 1 through 3, 4 connects the dot, uh, can, you know, connects the argument to, to, yes, uh, to chapter 5. And then chapter 5 is going to be absolutely crystal clear. Now, just a heads up. In chapter 5, there's a couple uh, passages and some verses that you're probably familiar with. But as we said earlier and when we started this podcast, uh, keep these things in context. Uh, Chapter 5 is flowing out of 4 and 3. And so we're going to next week pull this uh, argument in chapter 3 right into chapter 5. And so that's what we have for next week. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, David. Uh, That's chapter 4, and we'll see you next week for chapter 5. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.